1: And current events from a biblical perspective.
0: 2020 on Vision. You might recall a conversation late last year about a series of books being released around the issues of Christian discipleship. The author was reflecting on his own inadequacies, basing his thoughts around mediocrity on his own personal discipleship experience. His books explore putting into practice what it means to be a real disciple. Author Dr. Brian Byrne says so many have missed the demanding truth of being one of the Lord's disciples. Now Brian Byrne is joining us and to talk about his third book in this series. It's being released very soon, potentially mid-March, called The Leaders as Those Who Serve brian Byrne, a special welcome back to 2020 thank you neil brian give us some context here because discipleship leadership these are in some ways connected here Uh, how does this book fit with what you've already written about discipleship
1: well you you start off with a disciple and It's a person who knows how to listen to the Spirit, which tends to be a missing skill, and so many people complain about it. Disciples are those who know how to listen and learn, but they all belong in churches, and in churches they've got to be taught and led, and that responsibility then rests on the pastors, ministers, priests who are leaders. So the whole issue devolves back on... What kind of leaders do we have who can actually disciple people? Brian,
0: we'll often think that discipleship is one of those things that happens one-on-one, dealing with basics of Christian faith, but is discipleship the whole experience that happens not only in one-on-one, mentor, and the person who's being mentored, but also in the group corporate setting that happens within the local church? <sighs>
1: The local church is an environment where a disciple can express his discipleship. Uh, He needs to be present and active and heard inside a church, and that then puts the responsibility back on the leader. The leader has to be a person who can actually shepherd and teach disciples. That means he has to be a disciple himself. As
0: we talk disciples, you've really suggested that this practice of discipleship has somehow disappeared from many of our local churches, and that has its effects on the way that leaders are raised. Uh, What are your thoughts for this connection between being a disciple and being a leader?
1: Leaders tend to be appointed by authorities, and they tend to to function as leaders in a structure of authority imposed on them by a denomination. And if you take that away, you then have a leader who is under immediate direction from the Lord himself, constantly, day by day by day, and that's the essence of being a disciple. Unless a leader knows how to be a disciple, he can't do what Jesus said, go and make disciples.
0: So reflecting and connecting what you've been writing about in your earlier book, if you're a mediocre disciple, you're going to be a mediocre leader. So if you want to be a great leader, you've got to be a great disciple.
1: Amen and amen. Yes, you've got to know how to follow, listen, take up your cross, deny yourself, all those bits and pieces. And central to that is a relationship with the Lord himself, and particularly with the Spirit, because the Spirit is the one who reveals everything. He teaches everybody, and that's his role. And if the leader can't hear the Spirit, then how can he effectively make disciples?
0: The first part of your new book is all about the qualities of leadership. How do you describe those qualities? The
1: first thing about a leader is you've got to know what eternal life is and eternal life is normally thought to be I'm going to heaven but it's not it's not at all it's actually it's not me going to heaven because that's not eternal that's me beginning now and then going off into heaven eternal life is something that existed before I was born Eternal life is actually the life of Jesus himself expressed in the leader. So that happens to be through the Holy Spirit. The life of Jesus, and Paul said in Galatians 2.20, the life I now live, it is Christ in me, and he lives his life in me. And for him to live his life in me is a whole mystery that tends to be lost. He's also got to know how to follow the Lord because the Lord knows where he wants to take the church and the leader's got to figure out how to listen to the Lord, get behind him and go where the Lord wants to go.
0: Brian, that turns on its head, doesn't it? Uh, That these spiritual qualities of the leader are not learned in a corporate secular business setting uh, these are learned at the feet of Jesus and yeah. uh, they're learned from mentors that happen within a Christian church context. So many times uh, I get the impression that oftentimes leaders are chosen because uh, they did well in uh, in business or they did well in their corporate setting. But yeah. you're talking yeah. about leadership on a whole new level here, spiritual qualities of the leader.
1: Yeah, very much so. And the, the word Uh, Jesus said to his disciples follow me he said to Peter and Andrew and James and John and Matthew follow me and the word follow means walk beside me literally walk beside me or just behind me but always within the sound of my voice so following Jesus for a leader has to be an intimate relationship with the Lord himself and if that's not there You've got to rely on human wisdom, human understanding, training, scholarship, and all the other stuff. And the relationship with Jesus slides into the background and gets lost.
0: Then you develop things into the leader being a shepherd, uh, one who is looking after the flock, the sheep, uh, other believers, other disciples. Yeah. Uh, Give us your impressions here as the leader is shepherd.
1: Well... One of the things that Jesus said to his disciples is that it is enough for a disciple that he be as his teacher. So the Lord himself is the model for every minister in every church. And he is the great shepherd. He looks after the sheep. But there's an interesting passage in, in the Old Testament of shepherd who do not shepherd in Ezekiel. And they are really berated because they, they focus on themselves and what they want and where they're going, what their qualifications are and how they can benefit. The shepherds lay down their lives to the sheep and in the church, ministers, pastors, priests need to be able and willing to lay down their lives on behalf of those they shepherd. They've also got to know their sheep like Jesus knew his sheep. That means a personal relationship with every member of his congregation, and you can't get that from a pulpit.
0: So many listeners will be saying it's refreshing to hear leadership being talked about from this solid biblical foundation. Now, you do develop this from leader as shepherd into leader as teacher, and I imagine uh, biblical foundations are going to be very much a part of that.
1: Indeed. 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 Jesus said to his disciples, all authority has been given to me. So those who follow him as one of his leaders have to have access to his authority. And that authority is not in some kind of religious life. It's in, as Paul said, it's in the issue of godliness, and godliness is an intimate, personal, inner relationship with the Lord Himself. And and the sense of godliness for a leader, a teacher, is the inner relationship with the Lord, where He draws on the Lord's resources which are infinite, gets beyond his own, knows how to relate to the Spirit, and in the whole thing he's got to attend to what the good news is, and that's severely underrated in normal thinking, and the whole counsel of God. One of the tragedies I find in much of church life is that what the uh, members hear is a little codified bit, a slot of you know about 0001 percent of the whole council of God. Paul said the teacher, the minister, has got to teach the whole council of God, and that he said that to the uh, to the elders at Ephesus. He had not shunned to declare to them the whole council of God. And a teacher, minister, teacher has got that responsibility, the whole lot, everything from beginning to end.
0: I can hear your heartbeat in there, Brian. Break free from the shackles that have you in a level of mediocrity in your discipleship, because that's going to affect the way you'll grow into the leader that God is calling you to be. So mediocre disciples produce mediocre leaders. And if you get that discipleship right, or if you make those adjustments to fine-tune those discipleship processes in our own hearts, in our own lives, uh, then we will become the better for that as leaders. Your book, Brian, it's not quite released just yet, Uh, where will people be able to get a hold of it?
1: Uh, it should be on uh, Amazon.com. Amazon Australia will have it, uh, but it's being uh, considered, Neil, by uh, your own people, by Vision Media, for consideration and for posting on their level on their list of books for sale. So it could go into their bookshop.
0: Yes, well, I'll point people to the Vision store and uh, to see if that book is now released. Either that or you can get it on Amazon. You can go to the publisher's website at christianfaithpublishing.com and uh, available in paperback and on Kindle. And uh, there's also, just to mention, the Renewal Ministries books that you have, Brian, uh, available via Facebook. Uh, Search End of Days. They're course books for small groups and uh, point people to those. So go to Amazon, uh, check the Vision Store or the publisher ChristianFaithPublishing.com. The book is called The Leaders as Those Who Serve, The author is Dr. Brian Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. Brian, thanks so much for sharing these thoughts with us today on 2020.
1: Good one, Neil. Thank you.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand
1: from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.